0: 502. It is going down on a beautiful, beautiful, absolutely perfect Saturday morning here in the Ville. This is your boy, Rashawn Myers, for Wake Up 502, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, the Big Exports Radio. And my goodness. What a show we have planned for you today. We have so many things to talk about, so many things to get into. The NCAA tournament for the men is now officially down to eight teams. And on the way, uh, we've seen some unbelievable history be made, so we're going to talk about that. On the ladies' side, half of the teams have now punched their ticket to the Elite Eight, including your own University of Louisville Women's Basketball Cardinals. So we're going to talk about that. Um, still have plenty more games to play. South Carolina plays today. Hopefully they'll get upset, <laughs> if I'm just being honest. Uh, but uh, we have the rest of the ladies that are going to punch their ticket into the Elite Eight as well. Of course, we have University of Louisville basketball news. Uh, more uh, names being mentioned throughout. Uh, plenty more uh Things to talk about with the terms of uh, roster structure, um, what's going to go on. Jeff Brom and the football Cardinals, spring practice is underway. We have seen these guys get out there. We will get the opportunity to see them again today. Um, Jeff Brom and crew uh, are actually going to be on the practice field in front of the fans uh, today. Um, so um, all the Saturday morning practices are open. So once you get done listening to my uh, wonderful voice this morning, if you want to go over to the practice fields there um, uh, at Cardinal Stadium, you'll, you can check out uh, Jeff Brom in this year's edition of the Cardinals uh, and see what's going on with Jack Plummer uh, and the rest of the newcomers. Uh, so we have so many things going on, so many things to get into. Uh, soon I'll be joined by Haven Harrington uh, to get his thoughts on uh, just the early Uh, news coming out of Cardinal uh, football camp what he wants to look forward to there. Um, just, uh, you know, his thoughts. I know he has so many thoughts on the NCAA tournament. Um, so we're going to get into all those things and much, much more. Of course, we're going to be taking your calls and text in. Uh, if you want to text in, of course, that's the best way to get involved. Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Uh, make sure you go out to any of the 65,832 Thornton's locations here in Louisville in Southern Indiana for all the best in gas, the best in grub, the best in snacks, and everything else. If you want a slushy, you want some of that good old nugget ice, if you want any of those things, uh, make sure you uh, head out to Thornton's, and you can do all those things. If you want to get involved and give us a call, if you want to you know, want to tell me I'm crazy, stupid, uh, you agree with me, you can also give me a call on the Wake Up 502 Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. would love to hear from you. Uh, but let's just go ahead and get into it. When you talk about... Uh you know it, it, I I'm sure at this point everybody's bracket like my bracket is done. Like I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Like at this point I believe I only have one team that uh I had, you know, th- that I said was going to make it to the final 4 uh still alive. So I I think I have one left. Like it's unbelievable. Like just the the whole uh I I've never seen anything like it. Like to, since they started seeding teams, and I believe it was 1979. It was either 77 or 79. 79. It's uh, 79. Uh, when they started seeding teams, hello Haven Harrison, How are you doing?
1: Just fine, sir. Continue, continue
0: with your thoughts. Wonderful. Uh, in 1979, they started doing seeding. Okay, that's when they first started actually seeding teams. Okay, in the uh, NCAA tournament for the first time. Ever, there will not be a number one seed in the Elite Eight. So basically, one of the top four considered teams in the country will not make it to the final eight of the men's basketball tournament. This has never happened before. Uh, Last night, both Alabama and Houston get upset. Houston gets knocked off by a very game uh, Miami Hurricanes team, and that was not a fluke. Miami looked dominant. Uh, in that game. And then, of course, uh, Alabama goes down as well to San Diego State in what I'd like to lovingly call like muscle man penitentiary ball. <laughs> San Diego State basically just flexed and body built their way uh, to a win over a very talented but very young Alabama basketball team. And now here we sit with probably the most improbable, upset-laden um, – I don't know what to call it. Haven Harrington, like, what do you, like, everybody loves upsets in the NCAA tournament. Everybody loves Cinderella. You know, they love the story of the Cinderella, but usually by the time the Sweet 16 comes around, people are ready for Cinderella to go on and go to sleep and, you know, let the big boys go from there on out. Like, so, like, what do you call this? This is anarchy. So
1: No, it's not anarchy. I I think, you know, you have... So, in college basketball, we we, we, coin, we coined a term called March Madness, right? Yes. To describe, like, the, the tournament, right? March Madness. Anything can happen. But typically what happens is, a, is, like you said, like, the Blue Bloods tend to kind of take over in the later rounds, and then you have your typical, you know, Dukes, Villano- Villanovas, and North Carolinas, Kansas, and everybody else kind of in there in the Final Four. And, you know, the Cinderella's gone to bed. I think what we're witnessing now is not so much March Madness, but but, uh, a term that I'm going to call the portal panic.
0: The portal panic.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I I think what we're seeing is this is is a byproduct of the NCAA portal, right? And I think that's kind of what we're seeing. So we're seeing it's like the best of the mid-major talent has been kind of scooped up by, like, your Power 5 teams. Your Power 5 teams are remaking themselves every year through transfers and portals. So, like, what used to happen is, like, you had your Cinderella teams, like your Craytons and those guys were like all, like, senior-laden teams, right? Like, all your mid-major teams were all senior-laden. Yes. Because those guys have been together for four years, and none of those guys like, top-shelf talent, but they play well together, they're well-coached, they've been there for four or five years, they have all this experience. And that's where they make a run. And then like your top teams all had like super talent, all the top in talent, but they had like experience sprinkled in as right. well. You know, you had guys that half the team they had been there for three or four years. You had some guys on the bench. Then you got a couple for, of
0: elite freshmen or young guys. You
1: yeah. But 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 you had like your upper class on the team as well. So right. they had you had a great balance, a great mix. Well, the portal has kind of shaken everything up to where you know, it's almost like everything's even. Like you have all these teams with like Alabama, like just super top talent, but they're super young. Right. So when they get to the tournament, you know, pressure bust pipes. And you don't have a lot of guys that's been there before, that's done it before, that, that that's used to it. Yeah. And they get done in by a team that is a little older, a little stronger, play a different style of basketball they haven't seen before, and, you know, they, they can't adjust.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's like – it's almost like all of the teams now have two or three years worth of experience. and That's it. there's just – it just seems like, like you said, it seems like it's flattened out. Like, look at the, the, the darling, quote, unquote, of the NCAA tournament, right? Marquise Noel of Kansas State. Like, that young man has played his ball at Arkansas Little Rock. This is his first year with Kansas State. Like, he was the consolation prize uh, because um, – of Nigel Pack heading to Miami on a deal. He, you know, Nigel Pack, who <laughs> amazingly enough has Miami in the Elite Eight as well, you know, Nigel Pack leaves uh, Kansas State to go to Miami. So my, you know, so the, so Kansas state has to find somebody. So they see a kid who had, you know, decent scoring numbers at Arkansas little rock, which is a low major team, but he has good numbers. Let's go ahead and replace Nigel with this guy and see if he can at least, you know, give us some of what Nigel did. So then of course, Marquise Noel comes over to Kansas state is an absolute star and now both of these teams are here like like you said it just it seems like the transfer portal has fundamentally changed basketball because now it's no longer about getting as many superstar freshmen. Like, you know, we remember the one-and-done, quote-unquote, teams of Ohio State. the You know, Calipari and his one-and-done teams year after year. Duke and their one-and-done teams and trying to get all these superstars. But now the calculus has changed because – all these teams just have all these transfers, and you have you know kids going from low major to mid major, kids going from mid major to high major. You have kids that started high major that are now sliding down to mid major.
1: Or oh, have kids from high major just getting poached by other teams in high yeah. majors. Yeah,
0: and just moving around, like you said, it's it's literally just kind of diluted everything and brought you know the lower level teams up and the upper level teams maybe down. So now everybody's even,
1: yeah, pretty much. And now, now it's all about coaching. And now this, like, this literally comes down to who can keep at least like three or four guys on their team for at least three years, so you have a core nucleus and kind of build around that. Or like some teams just decide, you know what, chuck it. You know, we're just going to go and get a new team out of portal every year. Yeah, and you have some coaches like, you know what, I may get like one or two high school kids, but I'm going to reserve the vast majority of my scholarships for portal guys, guys who already have experience, guys who've played someplace else before. I can come in here, and hopefully I can build chemistry. Because I think what you see now is the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of teams don't have the chemistry like they used to because they no longer play together forever. Like your Gonzaga's, your Wichita State's, your St. Mary's. You know, all those guys are always so dominant. When it came to the tournament because, like, they played basketball together for four or five years. Like, they knew exactly what they were going to do, where there's going to be, you know, what to expect. They've seen almost every type of defense, every type of offense, so they can almost, like, self-coach themselves on the court and make things happen. Now you don't have that. Even at Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and Craig, those teams, you don't have that because all their top players – have decided, you know
0: what? Yeah, you don't have you don't have three and four years of chemistry anymore.
1: No, you don't, because those because those guys are like you know what? I'm I think I should play like at least twenty minutes a game, and I could transfer to Florida State and play twenty minutes a game. So I'm out. Thank you. Peace. Have fun with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like right now. I believe they said as of you know we are a week and two days into the NCAA tournament, and with all the teams that have been eliminated so far. Um, right now, we're sitting of the sixty-eight teams that were in the initial draw. There's only eight teams left, so that of course means sixty teams have been eliminated. And since all these teams have been eliminated, including teams that did not make the NCAA tournament, there are now over a thousand kids in the portal already. Thousand kids. It's just crazy. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's like literally just crazy. And and I would hate to be a coach in this day and age because. Like, you're recruiting all year round. Yeah. Like, one, you're recruiting guys on your own team to keep them, as well as trying to bring in the super hot freshmen and then trying to bring in, you know, pieces in the transfer portal that, that can really help your team. And then once you get them here, trying to find a way to get them all of the mesh before you have to do it all over again next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it is a constant struggle to keep your own guys, figure out what guys work. Figure out guys what guys don't work. You know you're playing teams and keeping an eye on the other teams' players to see who you may or may not like from those teams. You're still having to recruit freshmen. You know you're I like I don't even know how you recruit for like down the road. I you mean, know you what I mean? Like, you almost don't
1: anymore. I mean like like literally like when you recruited guys, it would be like okay, I got two, three scholarships, maybe three or four scholarship spots this year, so I always have these guys already. And you start recruiting for three or four years out. Well, this guy could possibly do this. And with I got these guys already. So I can possibly do this with these guys. I can kind of make this happen. But now it's just like, now it's just like every year it's like a new team. Because you're know, like, well, you know, I'm gonna lose half my team to the portal. I got some guys who are going to transfer. Then I have some guys that are going to graduate. I need to place them. So therefore, you know, you're no longer just replacing like three or four guys anymore. Now you're replacing like half your team. Now you're placing ten guys. And the same in the same host in football. Like even guys like Alabama, even Nick Saban has lost a third of his team almost every year. Yeah, to, to transfer a product, he's had replaced guys.
0: I mean, it's it's it is the most it is the most uncanny, unbelievable, amazing thing that I have ever seen. And I, frankly, I'm here for it. Like the card, like I'm not on steroids. But it's just it's unbelievable. But I tell you what, we already have a call into the Wake Up Five Hundred Two line. We got Doug David on the line. Doug David, how you doing this morning, brother?
2: Ah, doing great. Rashawn doing great. I tell you what, this NCAA tournament that's been happening this year in 23 has really been something else to see number one seeds all go down. I mean, I I don't know when that that last happened. Every every single number one seed you had, and even I guess you go back to the season, the polls, any team that was number one, you know, just, you know, somehow somebody would, you know, uh, knock the number one uh, team out. Yeah, it's never Purdue, happened.
0: Uh, this is the first time that there. This is the first time since they began seeding teams that yeah. there's not been a number one seed in at least the elite eight. It's never happened before.
2: I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I really, I really, when I'm, you know, just going through the uh, games last weekend. And I found at halftime, you know, Purdue behind. I think I think I'm gonna, you know, number 16 seed. Is, is this going to happen the second time? And it did. And yeah. I really was. I really got caught up in the Fairleigh Dickinson story of last weekend. And of course, like you said, you go back at the beginning of the tournament of when uh, Furman uh, upset, you know, Virginia, and then you had the Fairleigh Dickinson thing that, that happened. And then I guess the the uh, the, the the, the the Princeton story, you know the, the Sweet Absolutely. Sixteen for Princeton, and like I said, Florida Atlantic—that's in the Elite Eight today. That story, that—that's that, been something. I mean, it's, and then it's, like I said, Marquise Noel, Kansas State—not Kansas, yeah. but Kansas State. How <laughs> right, about that? Right, <laughs> right. Kansas State can do some bragging too. I mean, like, like,
0: consider this right now, is that one of these four teams will play for a national champion? Either San yeah. Diego State, Creighton, Florida yep. Atlantic, or Kansas State will play for a national championship.
2: <laughs> and, and, you know, I certainly did not see this coming, but I'm, I'm, glad, it, I'm glad it's happening. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yep. So, so, so. Let me ask you. So, who uh, of the four of the eight teams that are left between the, those previous four I just mentioned, as well as Gonzaga, UConn, uh, Texas, and Miami, who were the four on the other side? Who is your who favorite? like? Like, who's your favorite? Who do you think has the best opportunity now with who's left?
2: I'm going to say probably. Miami, I would think right I, I agree with you like Miami for some reason <laughs> there, there's something about them
0: yeah, yeah, I agree like that that that's right now to me like Miami seems like they you know the way they went out and manhandled Houston. You
2: know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm impressed with that one, yeah. I mean, Miami, yeah. I, mean,
0: I think Miami, like Jim Laranaga, has been in the game for a long time. We remember his team that made that amazing run with George Mason to yes. the Final Four. He's been coaching a long time. He's never really gotten as much credit, in my personal opinion, as he should have, as being one of the greats, but he's been doing it a long time. Now he's in an opportunity. He has a chance to win a title. You know? Like, oh, I know he it's, does, unbelievable. Yeah. it's unbelievable.
2: <laughs> and and when you think UConn is back. Yes. UConn is back. Is it Dan Hurley? I think, isn't it? Yes, yes, Dan, Dan Hurley. Hurley.
0: I mean, you know, the 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 uh, the house that that was built, uh, you know, by, by uh, uh, Jim Calhoun. Calhoun was it? I almost said Jim Herrick. Jim Calhoun. I know Jim know, Calhoun. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. The, I know the house that Jim Calhoun built. Uh, you know, it, it has just continued to roll. And, and you know, for whatever reason, they're back again. And guess what? Mark Few is back as well. So you Mark know, Mark Few. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Been waiting to get one. And then you have these first. Timers. You know, you have Florida Atlantic and those guys. Yeah, you have Jerome Tang, and Dusty Anthony. May. I
2: think is that. Yeah. Yes.
0: I mean, it's. I, I don't know. You know, it's Ooh. unbelievable. You got you got uh, Jeff McDermott. You know, and his team at, with uh, Creighton. Um. So I mean, it's exciting. Like I know everybody loves to see the powers. Everybody loves to see Kentucky and Kansas do. They sure do. They sure do. Yeah. I, I'm loving it right now.
2: You know, I'm loving it right now too to think that you know you're you're getting some names that you know just nobody saw on the radar coming. And i tell you what, I, I, like I said, if, if, if March Madness, and I don't know what the future of it's going to be, but if they can just keep it where it is, and, you know, maybe you can have one of these March Madness tournaments where when you look at it, it might be the, the mid-majors and whomever could could be, the, could be the Elite Eight in the Final Fours. I don't know if it'll ever turn out that way, but well, it's I'd literally. say the more we can have it. Don't, 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 you know, don't, don't add. And I was hearing something about adding more teams. Don't do that. Leave it where it is. Oh, no, and just, yeah. You know, let, the, let the chips fall, you know, where they may. Yeah, at this point, I,
0: I think this is the best argument to leave it where it is. I mean, I guess yeah. they could also say, well, you know, you have so many lower-seeded teams is that if you extend the tournament, you'll, you'd have even more upsets. But I think I have enough I don't right know about now. that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'm good. I think I'm good.
2: Hey, I got yeah, something else they got for you, Rashawn, about of L women's team. Absolutely. How about uh, Mr. March? I'm thinking right now, Mr. March is Jeff Walls, hey, right?
0: I, I tell you what, Coach Walls, in my personal opinion, pound for pound, he is the best coach in America in the women's game, in my personal opinion.
2: Oh, yeah. Opinion. Yeah, <laughs> but, yet, but, but yet the way it's covered in, in the women's media, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm here at ESPN, they're not even you know, spending time on Jeff Walls.
0: Oh, no. Not right. hardly. No, well, but you know when you have uh uh what's the LSU's coach um I, yeah. I you know, yeah Kim Mulkey is it when you have yeah. Kim Mulkey out there wearing uh yeah. you know, goose feathers or whatever <laughs> whatever yeah. she wears yeah. wear that those pink feathers looking like a giant mucket out there I guess <laughs> that, that's more yeah. exciting to talk about but no Jeff Wallace, what Coach Wallace has done with this this women's team this year has been yeah. short of amazing he could not figure it out. You know, it took him until literally the 11th hour, you know, two or three weeks before the tournament started to finally figure out the right, you know, the right group, the right pairing, get everybody on the same page, and now look at him. He's got these teams. These girls are one win away from hanging another banner in the Yum Center.
2: Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Probably saved the Yum Center as far as, you know, just getting, you know, what you need because I was – with you, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, just talking about, you know, downtown, you know, revitaling and whatever. And it's like, you know, Jeff Walls right now is it. And hopefully the tournament this weekend, you know, was at least a good step to, you know, saving the Yum Center. Hopefully the attendance has been, you know, it sounded from when I had the games on last night from there that at least, you know, something, you know, something, you know, was better than I thought. Because I thought, well, was coming to the Yum Center, I thought to myself, I bet nobody's showing up, but I'm glad the fans have come to town and, you know, things have, that, things have, even with the weather, you know, the weather, I thought the weather would keep things away, but I'm glad that, you know, things have, you know, been good downtown and hopefully tomorrow's game with was it Creighton and, um. Uh whatever you know. Whoever's yeah. playing in that San Diego State? Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego State. I have to think about it.
0: The, you I know? mean, this is a this is a big game town, and we love yeah. we love just big events. So I believe it's going to definitely better be better attended than what people think, especially because oh, yeah. especially with it being Creighton and San Diego State. Those tickets uh, are going to be going for about five to ten dollars. Like Alabama brought most uh. of the fans here, so with them leaving, those scalpers are going to be just looking to give those tickets away. So if you love Oh yeah! good basketball you want to see an opportunity to see a team cut some nets down definitely get down there to the KFC Yum Center patronize the Yum Center patronize all the local businesses just get out there and go watch some good basketball and, and That's I, th- true. I think it's going to happen I do I think there's going to be a lot more fans there than what's given credit for I think it's going to be a pretty good crowd out there uh, for San Diego State Creighton I really do
2: that's good, yeah. That's good because that's what we need around here. I, I just wish the NCAA could look at it where, you know, you can bring Final Fours to smaller, you know, not, not the big stadium. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, you know, people in the big stadium, you know, who's going to have the view to see, you know, if you're at the, at the top levels of the big stadiums. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Houston, the big, you know, the big stadium they've got there. hmm You got 70,000, but you might has some places where some people can't view the game. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, so I had to watch a TV monitor, yeah.
0: right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they're playing in these big football stadiums, you know, I've never been a big fan of having the regionals in football stadiums because it's not a no. natural setting for basketball. Like, I understand why they do it, just because of the money that's to be made. But just as a as a basketball purist, I would I would love if they yeah. kept the games in regular basketball only facilities. I think it's just better for the game. Like I said, they'll never do it because they. – there's I know. Just so much money in it, uh, but I do think it's better when you have a true basketball setting. Uh, you know, in my personal yeah. opinion,
2: that's what I'm saying. You know, like the like the Rupp Arena, you yes. know, Lexington, and here at the Yum Center, Louisville. You know, we you know we got the right ideas. It's just somehow what can be done to you know maybe maybe change it to where you can have a final four here, because I know it'd be, you do, do very well here.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely, and, and you know, with looking with the looking at the teams that are left, I mean, pretty much the only yeah. team that has a huge following left in the Elite Eight is probably Texas. You know, if, if Texas okay. makes a final four, especially with the game being down in Houston, I think yeah. they would get a huge draw. So, my guess is the money people are hoping and praying <laughs> that, that Texas can knock off Miami, because, you know, then the Longhorns are going to bring a ton of people to the final four. Other than that, oh, yeah. it's going to be a very lightly attended. I think the, the people down in Houston do a good job. I think that they'll they'll bring some folks, but I think yeah. that right now, everybody in terms of sponsorships, uh, you know, and sponsors are, are hoping that Texas can get this yeah. yeah,
2: Probably yeah. Texas yeah. and Creighton,
0: because Creighton's right out there in Nebraska, so, you know, they'll, they'll probably bring a pretty decent following, but other than that, none of these other teams, I guess maybe Kansas State, possibly, yep. just because they're, they're so local, yep. um, but, you know, they're definitely some favorites uh, that I think the sponsors want, just so they can yeah. try to recoup some of that some of that money. Since your your power names, you know, your Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina. Since none of those teams are going to be in there, I think at this point it's like let's just cut our losses and try to make as much yeah. money back as we can. That's
2: true. <laughs> well, David, you got anything else? Yeah, for you? yeah. Well, I think I think that's going to be it, Rashawn. I probably need to let you get on, but um, glad we could talk a little bit this morning. A- absolutely, it's been
0: man. great. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. David is always uh, you know he, he is uh, has become an avid listener of Wake up 502. I uh, definitely appreciate that call. If you want to be next in line, 502-384-1450 is the Wake up 502 buzz line. I'd love to hear from you, but Haven, I, I mean David is is uh, he sounds excited and I tell you what I I said last week that my basketball fanhood had been challenged um, because Louisville had just been so bad that I hadn't, you know, I really just did not watch as much basketball as I normally do at this point in the year. But I'm not gonna lie to you, man. This March Madness, watching these NCAA tournament games, has rekindled. My spirit, watching how good these games have been, and just watching the different styles of play—it's almost like when you're watching, you know, you know, the, you have the old movies like Bloodsport, and you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme. You have all these different karate masters and different fighting styles, and everybody's going out there trying to see who's best. I feel like that's what we're getting with March Madness, because you see Come all these—yes, yeah, so you have all these different teams playing all these different styles. You have, you know, new stars and 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 new people making history, and it's just made for a really cool you know if you love basketball and you don't like what you've seen so far do you really love basketball like i i love it i love all of it there's so much intrigue there's so much mystery to who's going to you know be there and who's going to make it i just can't wait to see what happens i'm all in like at this point you know i i i I can't there's nothing else that i can say um about this tournament except for well done. I I, I can't wait to see what happens. We're going to have two of those tickets punched today, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll know at least half of the final four. Uh, so then from there, we'll go on and see who will be joining those folks down in Houston. But I tell you what, we are going to go ahead and take our first break of the day. You are listening to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers, Haven, Harrington, the building, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and we'll be back on the Big X. Welcome back. Welcome back in. Wake up 502 of Rashawn Myers here, taking care of Big X Sports Radio. And, and if you all noticed, there's definitely a theme this morning. Got to give the girls and the ladies some love, man. They make it to the Elite Eight, so I'm doing all power jams uh, from some of my favorite females. So we are back here. Uh, very, very excited. I have some special guests in studio, some people coming in. Uh, you know, I always, one of the things that I enjoy about doing. Uh, just sports radio and media in general, is uh, just the opportunities and avenues that I try to open up uh, for folks uh, to be able to come out and do something that they've never done before. So uh, with that, I I got a couple of people uh, in studio here with me. Uh, Person, uh, is that microphone on in there? Uh, I believe it is. Oh, listen to that. Uh, So, well, first of all, sir, uh, can you tell me your name?
3: Um, I am Cameron Myers.
0: Cameron Cameron so so I so you are in here this morning so uh, I, I I know you have uh, brought uh, a friend in, in studio a friend uh, can you tell me your name please ma'am? Hello, Livy. How are you doing? So, so let me ask you guys. So, you know, Cameron. If if you all don't know, Cameron Myers is is my son. Who your progeny? Yes. He he he, he never wants to come hang out with daddy. Finally, graced me with his presence. He's getting on the microphone. You all probably haven't heard him on the microphone in in, in a good little while. Like so ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> No, remember because he was down at the old well, studio. No. He came to Lou once. That, that's right. You did Camilo. You once. Yes, he did. So, you know, I, I, I first of all, I want to ask you guys, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell me where you go to school, what you're studying, and uh, if you were to do something in media, whether it be uh, television, whether it be radio, whether it be photography, what would be something that you guys would be interested in? So, go, Cameron, you go ahead first, and then uh, Olivia will give you your shot.
3: Um. I go to Louis, or I go to Holy Cross. Uh, I'm a varsity basketball player down at Holy Cross, so y'all can come down see some of our games. I'll
0: Listen to them. Uh,
3: our next season, um, and if I were to do anything in media, oh, I also do volleyball for the school. So if you want to come see us play volleyball, we have a few games coming up these next few weeks. But if I were to do any like media stuff, I'd probably do photography. Okay. Like taking pictures. So, yeah.
0: I would attest to that. Okay. Awesome. Wonderful. Uh, and, and you also are playing AAU ball this year, right? Yes, for Ho-
3: uh, Kentucky and the Hoops. There you go. Look it. I like it. So, if Hoop anybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. What position? Small forward shooting guard. Okay.
0: Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so, uh, th- th- thank you, sir. I, I, I appreciate that. Now, now, now Livvy, uh, th- I will get you. Uh, what, give me your school um, and, you know, what you would like to do in, in media.
4: I go to Mercy Academy. Okay. Jaguar. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> Um, and if I were to do anything in media, it would most definitely be photography.
0: I have a little secret talent for that. Okay, okay. See, and photo- it is awesome. I mean, there are so many things uh, in the realm of media, both sports-related, non-sports. You know, you can, you can do photography for, like, a magazine. Um, you know, there's so many different avenues. You can do live-action sports photography. Um, you know, there's there so many different avenues. Of course, you can get out there and, you know, wildlife. That is one of the biggest things that I love about... Um, media. His media is all about expression. It's, it's all like, that's about...
1: That's how uh, Main Event D.C., that's how he got his start. Mark Baker. That's right. That's he was right. photographer for uh, National, National Geographic. Geographic.
0: Yeah. And wound up being their head uh, designer. Traveling all over the world. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, there's just so many things and opportunities. So you know, anytime we get one of the things that that we like to do here, of course, uh, with main event sports as as our parent group, is uh, main event leadership academy. We always try to give uh, young folks an opportunity. That's why we always give everybody an open door to come out and see what you do. Uh, You know, I I spoke with Libby, and she said I would love to come out to the station and see what you guys do. And, And this is these are the opportunities that I like to give to folks. You know, it's just to come out see what we do, um, try to spark a passion in that. So let me ask both of you guys um, what are your favorite subjects in school? I'm going to leave the tough questions for Haven but I I, want to give you, Haven you got the next question but I want to know from both of you, what what is your favorite subject uh, in school?
3: Um, Don't say lunch. (laughs) My son. That's definitely up there but my favorite subject probably history. History? Really? Very nice. I like to learn about stuff that happened before I was here. Really, why don't you give us an example of some of the things that you learned that just piqued your little interest? Um. Right now, uh, I'm in a class called Kentucky History, and it was an optional class, and I could have picked art or that, and I decided to go with Kentucky History. So we're Okay, learning about, you know like, what?
1: Yeah, you just dodged a question.
3: <laughs> I was just about to say it. No, I mean, come on. That's less long setup, man. <laughs> just give me so, something. So, like um we're talking about different wars that kentucky had to do if we're right now we're writing a paper on if kentucky is a north or south state right now
0: that's that's an interesting question Yeah,
3: people can't really choose yet so i personally said it was a north because we're more like we have more cities in kentucky and we're not really a super country type place so at least not louisville yeah, at least not Louisville. But <laughs> at least not in Louisville. That's why I said that.
0: Good answer, son. Good answer. I like it. That was a very diplomatic answer. All right, Libby, what what's your favorite subject?
4: Most definitely English, literature, language arts, whatever you want to call it.
0: Okay. Okay, nice. You like to write?
4: Oh, I love to write
0: okay okay wonderful wonderful see well then you know if you you got the photography locked (laughs) down maybe you can write some articles to go with your pictures i i I like it okay haven go ahead i know you got that smirk over there so (laughs) i'm afraid but go ahead i'm gonna let you have the next question
1: you know i I decided cam i I, I wasn't really hard on you Mm -hmm. but i decided not to (laughs) but still i'm gonna ask you uh since you are, you know, transitioning now to AU ball, mm-hmm. um, how do you prepare, you know, to kind of start traveling, going, kind of go on the road? Your first time playing AU ball, like, like, what's that like? Are you
3: stretching more? Are you trying to lift weights? Like, what are what, what you doing? Um, just training a lot more, trying to get bigger, because I know AAU ball is going to be a lot better competition than high school. I'm going to be playing a lot bigger, stronger, and faster players, so I have to adapt to that, and I just got to get – uh, my skill level a lot higher so I can be ready for the competition. Oh, right, your dad trained you well. That was a great answer.
0: Hey, can you tell he's, you know, I know right? he's been prepped
3: for this.
1: Now the guy's been listening. He's, he's been listening. <laughs> so,
3: like um, it. another tough question for you mm-hmm. How are your grades looking so far? Um, they mm. started off rough, but uh, they're back up, uh, and I am sufficed with my grades right now. What
1: does suffice mean with your grades? Because a lot of times, you know, what students think is great just doesn't quite meet the parent threshold of greatness. <laughs> it's like those are two different thresholds of greatness. Like when I was growing up, anything less than a B was, was an F. So in my household, the grading scale was A, C, and F.
0: <laughs> now that's pretty much about it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, your mom was rough. I can see that.
1: Oh, that's my
0: dad. Oh, uh, your dad? Oh, yeah. no, your dad's rough too. Absolutely. Oh yeah, ACNF. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. You know
1: I said B was for black. So, <laughs> <here that is.
0: laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 so Libby, let, 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 let me ask you something. Um, do you watch much basketball? This is it's March Madness time. Like, uh, do, do you watch too much basketball? Are you are you not big on on the basketball?
4: Oh big on sports just because like it was a major part in my life when I was younger and now I'm growing out of that but okay. since we got Cam here yeah I've been watching his games
0: no see look that's what I'm talking about you gotta support your people I I, I, I like that I like that good answer hey, Cameron all right before before we get you out of here I need to know like you've been talking about all these upsets mm-hmm. you know you've been talking about these one seeds going down um Like, who is your favorite, you know, do you have a favorite team, a favorite moment? What is your favorite part of what's happened with March Madness so far?
3: I may not have been able to see his 19th assist, but I was very entertained by um, Marquise Marquise Noel's performance. Uh, I got to see him hit a lot of bombs. 20 Uh, points, 19 assists. Yeah, that's a ridiculous game, a historic game. So I'm glad I got to see a little bit of that.
0: You know what? I, I feel like right there. I, the, I know, son, that you know you're still playing on the court. But all I'm gonna say is that you have a future in this business if you wanna make it your own. Yeah, that's that's some pretty good answers. It's all it, pretty that's, polished. That's a
1: very good answer. You Just like pass that torch, man. If I want you get on up, <laughs> I know. Cam, right? Want you take on over? Cam, right. let me ask you a question. <laughs> this is quick rapid fire. You ready? Uh oh. LeBron KD. Uh, LeBron. That's all I need to know. Good job.
0: You know what? You just did. <laughs> look, look, I'm not going to chase that stick off the porch today, Haven Harrington. I'm not going to do it. Well, I appreciate you guys. Now, now let, before you all get off the air, um, do you all have any shout outs, any people that you want to say hello to? This is the opportunity. If you, if you have a business, if you have a sponsorship, you want to do a commercial, just do whatever. This is your opportunity to say hello or to publicize anything. If you all I have anything, mercy. you know. Uh, Twitter pages, Instagram, whatever. Like, just tell
3: people how they can get involved or, or any shout out you want to give. Uh, I only have three people to shout out: shout out Holy Cross, uh, Anna Hoops, and Clint Whalen because he may be on the show soon. Nice. Uh, and he loves sports, so you may be able to see him here soon.
0: Uh, and, and if anybody wants to follow you or follow what you do, as what's the best way for them to uh, check out what Cam's doing?
3: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, CamChronicles dot com. <laughs> uh, C-A-M dot E-R-O-N 33, and that's my Instagram.
0: Okay. Okay, Livy, how about you? shout outs, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever.
4: Uh, definitely a big shout-out to Mercy because best girl school in Louisville, Kentucky. Nice. Can't change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and shout-out to my mom because she's cool, and she took me here, and I really appreciate her.
0: There we go. There There we go. go. Well, excellent job. I appreciate you guys for for checking in. Uh, You know, like I said, we always have an open-door policy, so if you ever want to come out, you want to learn. Hey, I'm always trying to train people, especially for the production side. Like, everybody knows I do the production here for the show, but I love training, uh, you know, the next generation. Because let me tell you something. You can run this board, and you can run these commercials. You have... You can have a job tomorrow <laughs> doing that, and it's a good way to get your foot into the door. So I definitely appreciate you guys coming out, and just thank you for being a part of the show
3: today. No problem. You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Absolutely. Livvy, uh, the thank you as well for, for you know, motivating my child to actually get out and do a little something this morning
4: thank you for having me and i'm always welcome here and so is cam he yes needs to be here more often <laughs> thank you he See? does right
0: that's what i'm talking about that's what you have yes. radio for 15 years <laughs> <so did> twice. <laughs> i know my, my son you Every know blue moon. yeah but hey you know what though but you that's did a good job so it, it, even though you don't know it son you have been taking in my training and tutelage i can just tell by the way you handle yourself on the mic you're listening you're paying attention I'll take it. Well, thank you all. I appreciate it. But i tell you what, man. We have so many things going on. Uh, we got to get back on it. The text line has been jumping, Haven Harrington. So before we – I know we're coming up at the top of the hour break here, coming up at 10 o'clock. But before we do that, uh, we're going to get back on these, uh, these texts. Uh, uh, you know, and if Cameron – Oh, has, and before yes. we get back
1: on the text, man. Yes. We have to let people know. We have a big guest coming April 1st.
0: Yes. yes. A so, so, big guest so, so, coming on the show April 1st. We got the the, the the number one, the only Afro Man, right?
1: Afro Man is actually going to be on the radio here at Wake Up 502. Man, you don't want to miss it. Because a live interview talking about this. Actually, has an upcoming concert here in town. So you definitely be here. And he's going to talk about and everything. His controversial music video that he's being sued by the Ohio police for. So that's going to be awesome. You get to ask him about why he's getting sued by the Ohio police for his uh, sub his music videos, like Don't Eat My Pound Cake. <laughs> and you know, for those guys who don't know, it's his great hit, like Don't Eat My Pound Cake, and <laughs> Why you Breaking Down My Door. Literally, his, the t- titles were songs. Yeah. It's because Ohio uh, PD decided to raid his, uh, his,
0: his mansion house
1: illegally. And he used the surveillance videos
0: <laughs> for make, his music videos. To make
1: music videos because they actually had a piece of pound cake why they raided his house. <laughs> they ate my man's cake. What is in his house? Not to try trying to assume for evasion of privacy. That's like, hilarious. Please don't film me anymore on your surveillance cameras you have inside your home. It's yes,
0: we have crazy. to ask him about that. Oh, we definitely do. That, we definitely that, do. That's going to happen. But I tell you what, we, we are going to get back to the text at 502-414-1450. But we actually have uh, Wayne joining us on the call. So Wayne! I, wanna get, I know. We want to get Wayne on here. Wayne, how are you doing this morning, brother? I mean, I'm doing good, Sean. And, and also to
5: my brother, Haven. It's always a pleasure and a pleasure to hear you guys in the morning. You know I'm always listening. And it was nice that you had your kiddos on there today. Very nice. I know. Nice. They did an excellent
0: job, didn't they, Wayne? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, they've been schooled well. Hey, you know, my, I didn't know my son was paying attention to me, but he apparently has a has a knack for this media thing already, Wayne. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing, man. He can fall right in your shoes if he, if he so desires. a daughter too. All he needed, all he needed was a little proper motivation. I appreciate Livy for, for for you know telling my head Yeah, he just needed a little motivation. That's a, it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> Help him fly a little bit. Like little very good. push about the nets. Absolutely. Well, so what you got for That's us this morning, good. Wayne? Well, yeah, you know, you know, I'm pleased with the tournament. <laughs> you know, I am absolutely. Let's see.
5: But have yeah, Kansas, Purdue, Alabama, and who was the other one? Uh, see, Kansas, Purdue, Alabama. Who's the team? Uh, I can't and, think. And, and, oh, Houston. Yeah, and Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I I listen. You know, I'm always listening to the Talking Heads. And one thing I one thing I hate, I hate all this mid major nonsense. Everybody's got talent. Everybody. And and, and the, only, the only the only distinction they like to make, well, they're not in the power conference. So what? Do they have talent? Yes. Can they beat anybody on a given day? Yes. Yeah. So that's what you saw. That's what you saw. So you know, all, all the number one seeds, you didn't you didn't deserve to win because you didn't do what you needed to do. Yeah. You didn't. Take, I'll put it this way: you didn't take the teams that beat you seriously, and you saw what happened. They sent you home, and I love that. I love that. And and I tell you something else too that, that I like. Yes, sir. Oh man, my man. The shortest man in basketball. Mar- Marquise. This boy is a mess. Yeah. There's I- nobody.
0: And, and the thing is, stands not about him, 19 just unbelievable. And he did it on a bad ankle. He turned his ankle early exactly. in the second half. You know? Exactly. And still did it. But that young man has so much heart. He's a baller. I love his game. And, I,
5: and I'll go out on the limb and say it. It would not surprise me if they sneak in there and take it. Yeah. They, they, they got their mindset. Ain't nobody going to beat us. And, and and what I, what I've seen that I like about them, they're an unselfish group. He makes now he's one man. He could be on any other team. He makes everybody better. He just does. He, he, he's, he's got skills, and his and his height has nothing to do with
0: that. It's his skill set. Hey, he's Wayne, it's heart over height is what they say. You know what I'm saying? He's the smallest man in the tournament, the smallest man out there. But you know what? Hustle beats uh, talent all day Absolutely. long. Absolutely. That's that's what I learned Absolutely. a long time it, ago.
5: That's so true. And I, and I had I had a better man, he's always debating and arguing with me. I said, everybody's got talent, man. And, but it's all about guard play. Yes. Guard play. And I told him, you know, he he um, un, unbelievably, he, he's a good I said, no, why are you, why you fooling with Duke? I'm telling you, and, and i just call it, you know, i call it, like I said, ain't no five or four or five, whatever you got, white boys going to be five brothers. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Tell you. Let, let's call it what it is. <laughs> let's call it what it is. And then, you know what? And, and you know, I, I, like throw, I like to throw some minutiae <laughs> in the bank, Yes, sir. See, you didn't you did, you did think about Johnny Dawkins or or, 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 or what's the other one's name? Uh, who, uh, uh, who? Danny Ferry? Who about the, the, the no, no, no. It, 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 the Johnny Dawkins. What was the other coach's name? Uh, uh you was know the other coach? Uh, uh, hold, I can't think of that boy's name. Uh, uh, J- no, 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 no. Oh, uh, I can't think of that man's name. But he was good. See, y'all didn't think, but you didn't think of him. Neither one of them. They could, they could have did the same thing.
0: Sha is doing. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you're talking about. Um, oh, you're talking about. Um, 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 uh, the kid, the the coach that coached at Harvard. Um, uh, Am- yeah, yeah. Tommy Amaker, Tommy Amaker, Tommy Amaker, yes. Amaker mm-hmm. and Dawkins. Yes, you didn't think of
5: either one of them. Shot. Uh, uh, just and I, I call it like I see it. <laughs> uh, Stichewski picked his own successor, but at the end of the day, it's the brothers that made Duke. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. The brothers made Duke. Yes. And I, I just kind of like I see it. But, uh, you know, it, I'm enjoying the tournament immensely. And I got to give some pop out to our ladies.
0: They're doing what they need to do. Absolutely. Haley Van Linden's a baller, man. They can no respect, but they're they going out and balling. Uh, you they heard, out you of, heard, of, you heard of, what she said. Out and balling. She said, you know what? You know why we win? Because we some ballers. We ain't scared of that spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they are that. not afraid. They're going, at it, going out and doing what they need to do. they going to get out there. And I, tell you I, I what. think they got something for Iowa, Wayne. I think they got something for Iowa on Sunday. Oh, Absolutely. They, they, they're going to have something for them, and they, they might as well get ready for
5: it. But I'm going to say one more thing before I go, Sean. Yes, sir. It, it's wide open. I, I, like, I like K-State, you know, kind of like a sentimental favorite. Okay. But I also like the way that uh, – but uh, San Diego State, defensively, <laughs> hey. Alabama didn't, didn't see nobody blocking shots like that. Hey. No
0: way hey. Let me tell you something. San Diego State took uh, took Alabama, put them in a phone booth, and was like, look here, we're going to put you in this phone booth, and we're going to keep punching to see who can make their way out of it. Like It, it was <laughs> it, it was like serving a hard time out there for them Alabama boys. <laughs> exactly. The boys from the West
5: Coast, like, I got to like them. Because, you know, I was in San Diego when I was in the Navy.
0: Yes. Yes, sir. So,
5: they they, they look good. And and uh, I like the way they play defense. Miami looks very good. Very good. Yeah. Very impressive. And, and Connecticut is a, a, a group of men out there doing what they need to do. So, between those those that group, I think the champions going to come out of one of them. Miami, uh, K-State. And UConn. And who's other one? And UConn. Uh, UConn. Mm-hmm. The ten will come out of those three, I think. Yeah. The rest of them, they—they they all right. But those three is something about them, the way they play defense. Their intensity—that's what—that's—that's that's what impresses me. But Sean, you and Haven, you know you two are my you—you you know you two are the best. I mean the best. And and I I, I I I am so honored and privileged to know both of you. I even, even even though he's not there today, but I did enjoy meeting Big Joe. So. It's Absolutely. all good. And yeah. until we see meet again on the other side, Sean, you, you and Haven, at the end of the day. Oh, one, one other thing. Yes, sir. I like the way um, I like the way Lewis recruiting is going. Now he's getting his players. Now go out there and do what you need to do.
0: All right, that, that, that's the whole thing right <laughs> and, there. And, and, ain't
5: and you mean. know what? One other thing I got to go. Yes, sir. But the haters, I don't want to hear nothing you have to say. Do not try to get back on the train. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you bog stay out. We don't need you. We do not need you. idiot. Because you, you're, you're, you're not a real fan. We, we, nobody was pleased with the 4-20. Ain't nobody. But, and I, and I told you, it's going to get better. He's going to get the players. And, the, you, know, you know, the one thing, and I have to throw this in there, but it's true. It's Kenny Payne's makeup. He's a godly man. That, that's, see, that's the equation they, they, they're forgetting. Yeah. He's, he's put there for a reason and he was not put there to fail not only it, 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 it's saints behind him but it's money so the door is open you can get any and everybody you want now they can't use that against you no more just go out there and, and I told you payback's going to be a booger <laughs> yeah. punish all those that hated on you do it to them Well, we Sean, yes, Hayman, sir. you guys are the best and I, at the end of the day you know we got to say
0: go Cards man Hey, appreciate hey, it. Hey y'all. Man. Thank you, hey. brother. <laughs> hey. well, hey, you know what? I agree with you, Wayne. I I, I don't know if I fall into the ha- Haven. Do I fall into the hater camp?
3: Yes. 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 <laughs>
0: Hold on, Cameron. Yes. I ain't just gonna jump in like this. Yes. Really? That's that's what we are gonna do. You just. <laughs> wow. You see what I'm saying? Did you say yes to Haven? I
1: did. You. Oh, you you hate Kenny Payne with a passion. <laughs> I mean, look at you, man. Everything you say is so negative about Kenny Payne. You talk about him only winning four games. Dang. You talk about him having more twenty point losses than any team in Louisville history.
0: Man, uh, I mean, I But, 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 you're, but you're one of my positive. best friends. You know, my son came from KK. Came from my loins, and that's what I get. Everybody just just jumping down my throat. That's one of the positives of Kenny Payne, <laughs> like the fact that his that's, players loved him. Uh, uh, you know, I I'm, winning four games. Kenny Payne is off to a good start. We got to keep it rolling, though. I, I, he is I, off to a good start. He is he is off to an amazing start. You know, but we got We got to finish it off. We did hear that Davion McKnight did get contacted by Louisville. Uh, people were kind of freaking out when he first put his name in the portal, and Louisville was not part of his initial list of teams that had reached out. But does sound like he's reached out. They have a couple spots left, two or three spots. Um, L. Ellis did make the announcement that he was submitting his name to the NBA draft. Um, so it sounds like he's. Gonna going to make a decision on whether he's going to go ahead and get his pro clock started or if he comes back and either stays at Louisville or heads to the transfer portal. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see. But I tell you what, we are at the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and hit that top of the hour break. When we come back, we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to talk about the you know, the Lady Cardinals and what Jeff Walls did. I want to hear Haven's thoughts on the start of spring practice. Uh, things are up and rolling this morning with Jeff Brom and crew over there at UofL. So we have that and much more to get into. You are listening to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, uh, Cameron and Livy. Special guests in studio. Definitely a shout out. Appreciate them uh, for checking in with us. And we'll be back on the Big X. Welcome back. Welcome back in to Wake Up 502. Little Alicia Keys coming back. Uh, the, and that's absolutely for Haley Van List, man. Let me tell you something. That young lady right there, what she's been able to do, helping to put the Cardinals on her back and get them back to the Elite Eight, uh, take a bow. But you ain't done yet. Between her and Morgan Jones, man, the, the, what the ladies have done, Jeff Walls um, behind his tutelage, um, just Amazing. Uh, amazing performances. Uh, now they got the showdown. I'm going to tell you something, Haven. There's very few times when you have literally a box office smash. And while we talk about the sponsors being mad and angry and upset uh, on the men's side, one thing they are not mad about is Caitlin Clark, the highest scoring. Uh, Dynamo in all of women's college basketball versus Haley Van Lith. You got probably two of the three most popular figures in all of women's college basketball uh, that are going to be facing off uh, tomorrow when Iowa takes on Louisville. And that whole Caitlin Clark versus Haley Van Lith is going to have (laughs) the internet broken by the end of it. I'm sure because both of those two young ladies talk a lot of smack. They put up big numbers. Uh, It's going to be crazy, dude. Like, it's going to be awesome.
1: Ollie versus Foreman, man, can't
0: wait. I- I'm telling you, it- it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I- I'm thoroughly excited. I've not seen Caitlin Clark. I've not had the opportunity to see her play um, many times, uh, you know, watching her full games. So watching her go out there, it's probably not going to be Haley guarding Caitlin. My guess is going to be Mikasa Robinson because Mikasa is like a defensive demon. So, uh, you know, K- Caitlin's one of those that's coming over half court, pulling up from the logo type players. So, you know, she put up 31 uh, in the big win uh, the other night when uh, Iowa knocked off um – uh, no it wasn't creighton uh, the, the whoever the uh, the team they just they uh, it was uh, Colorado excuse me I knew it was some team out in the Midwest uh, they knocked off Colorado she got she had 31 points in that win Haley uh, of course had 21 for Louisville uh, in the win yesterday as well so seeing those two uh, going match up I, I love basketball man I don't care if it's the ladies I don't care if it's the men's I just love watching good basketball so I'm super super excited about that but I tell you what we're gonna go right back to the wake up 502 Buzz line five zero two three eight four fourteen 14 we got Jay Has on the line with us this morning. Jay, how you doing, brother? I'm fine, sir. Man, I mean, I'm excited about all this basketball. Jay, There's upsets everywhere, man.
6: Man, I've been up since two this morning watching, World of the final four.
0: Hey, I'm telling you. Hey, Jay. So, so who who do you like now, man? With all these upsets, you know, who's gonna win it? It could be Princeton. Yeah, well, Princeton lost last night, so it can't be Princeton. Well, I was I, I, trying to make a joke, but you didn't laugh. <laughs> nah. well, well,
6: I, 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 I don't
5: know. Man. This is kind of uh,
6: <laughs> this is kind of ironic anyway, because you knocked off all of the the lead ones and the, 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 players the players I right know,
0: down. ain't even though there's only one two seed left. For, forget the fact there's only there's no one seed. There's only one two seed left. That's Texas. I like Kansas State. They're pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, Kansas State Kansas, um, Kansas States get a lot of love. But let me just stop
6: dancing this little I'll show you real quick about this. You know, it's a little of a girl so uh, I rolled to the final eight. Um uh, Van is tough, but the other girl, Owl, is just extremely tougher. Yeah. Uh, she she shoots far like an eagle. Um, she stands as well as ice cream. But um but has got some big tall I not know, cornbread, not whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, them cornbreads corn, are
0: the big, big girls down low, don't they?
6: Yeah, big can corn, you know, yeah. uh, kind <laughs> of chips. But um, I I, think, I will probably upset Louisville. they're too big down low. Think so? Yeah, and they can shoot very well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to uh, be uh, interesting to see. I, my whole question, though, is can they – Louisville's athletic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, you know, is, is that Louisville quickness – Going, you know, going, going, wear them out. That's I think that's probably the biggest thing. It's going to be Louisville's athleticism and speed versus that Iowa size, and, and Caitlin Clark just being ridiculous. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. The the cycle still continues with uh, around the master football. Elizabeth Lamar Jackson. I mean, some of the biggest sports guys, uh, analysts, and uh, commentators are still talking about this young man. And uh, Stephen L. Swift is saying. It's just so ridiculous how the way this man has been so treated uh, unfairly in the national football. And it's, it's such, I can understand that this young man has committed crimes, done wrong, inside the national football league, never did anything, never had a traffic ticket. Um, but um, it's a shame, man, how people today, as far as black men, get treated as athletes in this around this country. It's a shame, man, because, you know... The powers of be they talk amongst each other. Um, it's wrong how the powers of be to be, but you can't take it with you. But uh, but I just said, you know, I, you know, Lamar, fifty million a year, paying fifty, paying 50 50 50 that's two hundred. He got his money.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, from from what it sounds like, the they they've come out that they they brought the NFL put out a report saying that some guy has been. Uh, that is not a licensed agent has been calling teams on Lamar's behalf. Now, Lamar has come out and said that this dude is not calling doing anything for him. He is a business partner of Lamar's and they're going in on a fitness workout system together, but that he doesn't have anything to do with negotiating any deals for Lamar. But it's just, it's been very interesting, all of the kind of public smearing that's been done. <laughs> during this whole situation with Lamar. And people keep trying to put it off on this whole agent thing. Haven, hey, I don't think it has anything to do with the agent. What what, what, what do you think? It's nothing
1: to do with his agents. All about the NFL owners do not want any parts of any guaranteed deals, anything close to what Deshaun Watson
0: got. They don't want two hundred million guaranteed.
1: They don't. And they're gonna do everything they can to, to not do it. And I mean it's I mean it's just like obvious collusion, right? I mean this this is <laughs> this is called what it is. It's obvious what is what's going on. Like as soon as he's available, you have five teams all of which almost all need quarterbacks desperately's like, no, we're not interested at all. Well, we're taking ourselves out of lamar out of Lamar race and teams like the Jets and like your Raiders and other teams that you know desperately need quarterbacks' just, no, we're not looking that way, no, we'll never talk to him, you know we're not paying two fifty he's saying like, and he's done I mean. You hear some reports saying he doesn't even want that much of a guaranteed contract. He wants more than what Kyler Murray's getting paid. And the Ravens can't even do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they said, that, I mean, basically it comes down to this. The Ravens don't want to give Lamar more than about $130, 140000000 guaranteed. And, and Lamar's looking for something in the, the range of $200 million. He doesn't want a fully guaranteed deal, uh, but he wants something in the range of $200 million, You know, $190, 200000000 guaranteed. Yeah, basically
1: pay me more than Kyler Murray. Yeah. Can he do that? Yeah, can you do that? You know, hey, I'm, I'm the MVP. Pay. I mean, honestly, if I was, maybe Lamar should do a uh, Brett Favre. Was it Brett Favre, or was it Tom Brady that retired so he can get off his contract and come back?
0: Oh, it's Tom Brady.
1: It was Tom Brady. Yeah, just retire for a year. Be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm retire.
0: I would. Why and, not, JJ? J-J back, what do you think about that? You, you come think back Lamar should later, sit like, out?
1: I'm on the market. I think that the. Best.
6: Listen, guys, it's like this, man. This is that. Hell, this is about apples and oranges, man. This is, I'm Stephen L. Smith. Listen, man. Baltimore Ravens paid this man. The third season of this man's career, he was MVP. Um, this man has done so much for us, passing and then as football League, rated, whatever, that he was rated and passing efficiency. So I just think that a lot of it is is, is discriminated. and um, Haven on Lamar. Um, if he was a white man, it would be
0: different. Hey, hey honestly, he- Jay, I, I do wonder if this if this was Joe Burrow's time coming up for a contract, and it wasn't Lamar Jackson. I do wonder if we would be seeing this same amount of. And resistance put up you know still, what I mean it's
6: still, still, still real segregated man how the way they're treating this young man
0: I do wonder about that I do honestly I mean you know just I do wonder if it was Joe Burrow a guy who's you know everybody's all American <laughs> you know if, if he would be treated. Kid. yeah yeah I, I do wonder about that I, honestly I told you I, I told you Lamar I just could whatever, whatever you great do, young man and that's
6: what I said the other day. I said, whatever well, God has for you is for you. Yes. And I, I, I just pray to God that you get the right answer from him and to show these owners and show this NFL league who Lamar really is. Yeah. If you're going to win, trying to win a Super Bowl, whatever you're trying to do, young man, that's what you do. Because it doesn't make sense how the way you're getting treated. And it's National nice Football League. It's, it's horrible. I think it's discriminated. It's horrible. It's terrible. There's a lot of politics in this regular game. It's rotten, the powers to be. I would make a meet my burden and, and get up there. I wouldn't want to be uh, Indianapolis Colts fan because I got claustrophobia. And I can't be down
0: <laughs> too low, <laughs> too high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I've heard that the, that the Indianapolis Colts have become a dark horse to go out and, sign, then, and try to put an offer sheet for Lamar. It's, it's yeah, what, what they're talking about is maybe the Colts. Like, do you think anybody's going to sign an offer sheet, Haven? Like, do you think anybody's going to put one up there for
4: him? I, I mean, surely, so.
0: surely, Lamar's not going to play on a thirty-one million dollar deal. No, nah,
1: of course I, not. You know, the, with the NFL, you almost never know because these dudes are literally just captain collusionists.
0: If if Lamar had to, if if he ends up, if no one signs an offer sheet. And Lamar, they think that they're going to stick Lamar with that $30 million deal. If I'm Lamar, I would sit out for a year, do – That's what I I said. I would would do broadcasting.
1: Well, I was the guy who thought she sat out last year. You know, know.
0: and just – just exactly know, what I make them come to me because I mean hell, it didn't hurt Deshaun Watson, right? He was out what two full years, right? Yeah, and he came back with exactly. two hundred fifty million guarantee. So if I'm Lamar, I just sit out the whole year. I would I would do the Twitter videos, throwing passes, and doing all type of stuff, and just hang out with a little baby and all <laughs> you <know what> that. <laughs> I agree. I think I think that's the way to go. I, I I think at this point, if you you know, they always say that you can't you know out. Outdo the NFL, or what you know, I would I would sit out. Let's see what deals they give Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, and then we'll go from there and see if well, they give him the gospel deal. You know, I, and and that's what I would do. Let's see what they do. I'm gonna sit out, and I'm gonna see what Herbert and those guys get, and now we can come back to negotiating table.
1: I'm gonna sit out. I'm going to go. go. I'm, I'm going right 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 to go. Oh, go. Go, 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 go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead.
6: I'm going to let you go, Haven Hanson and I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, Steven L. Smith said this. I said this too big, get in the, you know in the ballpark. I will set out, Lamar will hold out. Because your boy uh uh set out and got $90 million from, from the Cowboys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I
6: was not the dude with the little fat
0: face. <laughs> what are you talking about uh, um uh, uh uh the running back uh um the wish I was like, right, Yeah, little right?
6: uh, uh, blocks will come up. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, um Haven wish I was running. Right? <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel. Yeah, ugly <laughs> man with all of like rock like face. <laughs> <laughs> I will sit out Haven, Haven, I would sit out I Lamar, like like Rashawn said. I will come back to Louisville and we'll do some broadcasting here heavy Louisville on ACV network, chop it up, take pictures, hang out. What do you think about what do you fool about the
0: basketball league? And come on back there. They, they're paying. Maybe because can, they're going to miss Lamar. He, he can pull a Jim Brown and start doing movies. What you think, hey? Oh, yeah. Do do a couple of blaxploitation picks.
1: I
5: don't
0: know. I don't know.
5: That diction ain't pretty good, though.
0: No. <laughs> oh, you crazy. Jay, I appreciate the call this morning, brother. <laughs> All right, Abraham. All right, brother. Jay's crazy, (laughs) but I mean, I, I I mean, I, I would seriously consider it. I would seriously consider it not, not a sit out for good, but take a year off, get your body in shape, get, you know, get back fully healthy and you know what, just go out there, do, do your other ventures you know, try to work on, on the business side of things and then wait for Joe Burrow. I mean, I know I don't think it's necessarily a gamble because we all know that the as soon as Herbert and Burrow are eligible for their extensions and so their new mean, contracts, they're going to be humongous. So why not just sit out and wait and be like, okay, fine, I'm not going to do anything. We're going to see what happens with Joe Burrow's extension and then we can talk.
1: Yeah, we're going to see how well you did with Huntley Hatfield as your starting quarterback for next year. How about that?
0: They, well, they they got Nelson, uh, N- Nelson Aguilar now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they gave that man three million dollars. Nelson Aguilar can't catch a cold.
1: <laughs> we'll see how will you guys do it with, with with this stat. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's just Baltimore.
0: see what Let's see what Baltimore does for a full season without Lamar Jackson.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: I think they would have a new deal done by week. Six of the regular season?
1: Oh, the fans go crazy.
0: (laughs) I mean, I would. I would sit out. And, and like, uh, the funniest thing about it, Haven, about this whole Lamar thing is that anytime you check on Lamar on social media media, and the responses, you don't see, like, everybody talks about how stressful this is and how this is just, Lamar's doing all this and this is a horrible thing and he's making these mistakes. He feels, it seems to me like he is completely unbothered by the whole situation. Like, he doesn't seem to be bothered at all.
1: He doesn't, cause I I think he knows. Like, no, you're gonna. I know how much I'm worth, and you're gonna pay me. I'm better than Kyler Murray. Pay me more than Kyler Murray. Can he do that? Cause I'm way better than Kyler Murray. Like, way better. Y'all trying to be cheap? Yeah. No, it's not gonna happen. He still refused to give me wide receiver.
0: I would say, like, I I agree with you. I think I don't think like, yes, you, you talk about. Well, he could lose this much money. I would I would sit. I would sit because I don't even think it's kind of like remember how on, on, on the movie Hancock, you know, how they were like, Hancock, you go to jail. You're not even going to have to serve the whole term. They put Hancock in jail for like two years, or three, five years or whatever. He's like, dude, as soon as you go into jail, like it won't take them weeks when they see how bad things get without you out there to where they're going to want you back. And I think Lamar would be the same thing. Lamar, if you literally sit out, don't sign your new deal, and let the Ravens get six weeks into the season.
1: Let them L start piling up.
0: They will come back begging you to be back on that field.
1: I mean, I I would do it. You know, honestly, I almost wouldn't even go back to Ravens for real.
0: I wouldn't. The the Ravens have smeared him.
1: I'll try to find somebody else, you know. Yeah, you guys talk, talk greasy about me Say You're not coming to practice. I don't know why he's playing. He, he's, he's more than healthy. They're than putting play. all
0: this negative stuff out there. They tried to say that his, his uh, leg injury wasn't as bad. His sprain wasn't as bad as what he said. They tried to say it was a grade one when it was actually closer to a grade three. They tried to insinuate that he was just being selfish because this was about his contract situation. I wouldn't come back to the Ravens. Like like I said, I have moved on from Lamar Jackson being a Raven. I keep hearing all this all, and Lamar just needs to just suck it up and go back with the Ravens. The Ravens have done much less for Lamar Jackson than Lamar Jackson has done for the Ravens. It would be different. He extended Harbaugh's career by at least four years.
1: My my thing is, like, it would be different if the Ravens had tried to get him a real number one wide receiver, right? Yeah. You know, like if they tried, like, okay, like, you know, we're going to build an offense for you to. 80%
0: Really 80%, 80% of their first round picks since Lamar joined the team have been on defense.
1: Yeah. You know, so I would just be like, you know, since, you know, you, know, you guys are apparently not trying to help me out, this is like the Philadelphia Eagles when they had uh, Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Right? Donovan went to four straight NFC championship games, and that was good enough ownership. They never gave him a, a true number one wide receiver. And the only time they gave him a true number one wide receiver, they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Same thing. You know, you're not going to try to help me win. Whatever. Whatever. I'll just, you know what? I'm cool with that. I, there's other teams I'm sure don't want me. If not, I'll retire for a year, get my contract, come back, and somebody call me immediately to come back and play.
0: hmm I agree. I and mean, give me, I- and
1: give me close to the money I want. Or if not, maybe I can just go to XFL and be like, Rock, uh, you and your little business partner over here in NBC, why don't you all see if I can go scrounge up uh, $200 million?
0: I mean, I, I, I think that the, the longer I think about it, Haven, the more we talk about it, I, I think I'm on board with that. I think that Lamar needs to make a hard line stance. Um, and and I, I, while you say that, well, you can't lose a year's worth of salary, A, I don't think he's going to lose a year's worth of salary because I think a deal would get done before the season. I, I think the season would not even get to the halfway point. I don't even know if the season would get more than a third of the way done before a deal got done to bring Lamar back but i think it's it behooves him to sit out and be like look i don't want to play for you i'm not going to play for you you're going to trade me or i'm going to retire and just do it yeah. somebody's going to pay him i mean the ravens the ravens can't lose him for nothing so they'll definitely look to find a trade you know it would have to be a sign and trade type of deal um, but I, I think that's the best way. But, yes, I agree with you. I, don't, I, I personally feel like Lamar has done much more for the Ravens. He revived Greg Roman's tired career. He extended Harbaugh's uh, stay with the Ravens at least three years because I feel like Harbaugh was on his way to getting fired the year that Lamar took over. Um, had Lamar not turned that team around the way that he did and then comes back the next year and becomes the youngest MVP ever, the only unanimous MVP ever. Um, So, I mean, I I just think that the the Ravens have taken full advantage and they've used him up for everything he can and now they're trying to uh, screw him over. He should have been the first guy to get a deal done and it should have been easy.
1: I mean, the Ravens are trying to treat him like the Washington then Redskins treated uh, RG3. Yeah, I mean, like like I said. Ran him in the ground and ruined his career. Their
0: biggest deal, like $130 million guaranteed is disrespectful in my personal opinion.
1: It is. I mean, you don't. That, that
0: was their best deal that they gave him last year.
1: You don't pay me Kyler Murray money. Like what? Like what? Like what are you doing?
0: I mean, it was. It's. It. It just. I. I. I agree. Uh, I think that that's that. I feel like that's going to be the official stance of Wake Up Five Hundred Two. Lamar said, "Out. Hey, don't worry about them. Make them come back begging to get you back." Do sit ups in the driveway like To did when he was sitting there. You remember that with To, he always working like eight percent
1: workout. Work, workout <laughs>
0: with no shirt on. That's so hilarious, man. With t- the t- Rocky theme music in the background. Train <laughs> uh, of
1: snow in Ukraine and places like that. You got love To uh, logs when he's <laughs> hanging off the, the the rafters of a barn <laughs> to get in shape. <laughs>
0: Hey, man, when we get back, I promise I'm getting to these text messages. We've had a lot of guests, a lot of calls. But when we get back, 502-414-1450, you have thoughts on the Lady Cardinals. You have thoughts on the Louisville roster th- stuff going on. If you have thoughts on Jeff Brom in the practice, if you're out of practice this morning, just give us a, a text at to the Thorns text line. We'll be back. This is uh, Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers, Big Exports Radio. back welcome back in to wake up 502 last segment of the day here big x sports radio is going down here 96.1 fm it has been a very entertaining energetic morning little aretha franklin of course uh got got to give uh her, her a little bit of r-e-s-p-e-c-t up on a saturday morning the lady cards keep it going or excuse me the university of louisville women's basketball team they don't like to be called lady cards anymore Haven. I always like Lady Cardinals, but, you know, they want to be called the Louisville Louisville women's team. Then Louisville's women's team they shall be as they keep on uh, keeping it moving. Got the big showdown tomorrow evening uh, with the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, and and a berth and a chance for another Final Four. Um, And uh, just a big shout-out to to Morgan Jones, uh, the the transfer from Florida State. She has not had – Um, the season uh, that had that had been hoped. Morgan Jones came in to Louisville was one of the most accomplished transfers ever, um, and it was expected that she was going to have a humongous impact. uh, Considering she is uh, was a two time first team All Defensive selection in the ACC while at FSU, a career seventeen point per game score. just could not find a groove with Louisville ended up ultimately going to the bench um, and and becoming a a key reserve. But what that young lady's done the last two games, what she did on the road at Texas and Austin and what she did yesterday off the bench again, getting Louisville going um, 11.7 rebounds, uh, three steals and just brought brought a ton of energy off that bench. Uh, Louisville would not be uh, in the elite eight right now if it was not for Morgan Jones and her contribution. So glad to just see things work out. She came, to Louisville with the hopes of making a big run in March, and it didn't seem like that. I mean, Haven, there was conversation that Louisville wasn't even going to make the NCAA tournament mid-year. I mean, people were asking what was going on with Jeff Walls. This team just doesn't have it. You know, you had the transfers that happened mid-season. They couldn't figure it out. You know, a lot of turnovers, a lot of, you know, bad defense. Um, So just the fact that that they're here is none short of amazing. So, you know, like I said, we've been doing the ladies' power ballots all day, Uh, just giving a shout-out and giving uh, respect where it's due. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can keep it going. They, they've saved the Louisville fans' sanity. <laughs> Louisville fans do not have much to cheer about. They're like, it's literally been women's basketball and Jeff Brom. <laughs> like, that's it. That's, that's it. all you need. I mean, yeah. It's just enough for the city. <laughs> living just enough for the sake man but that's alright we're here we made it um, I do have an interesting note before I get your thoughts on, on the start of spring practice I, I do want to ask you about so our buddy Nick Coffee, um, okay over there at the Cardinal Connect you know Nick is, is a good buddy ours we've been chit-chatting with for years he did an open records request to L, and what he was looking for was the scan ticket numbers and what that basically means, if for anybody who doesn't know, you have the announced attendance. Announced attendance always includes your season ticket holders. So even if your season ticket holders don't come to the games, they always count those folks as part of official attendance. So I believe Louisville's official attendance this year was at a little bit, I believe it was a little bit less than 13,000. It was like 12,700 was the announced official attendance for the year. So Nick Coffey did a – uh, request, an open records request for the scan ticket numbers. Haven, you want to hear something crazy? What's that? <laughs> per scan ticket numbers at L this year. Of course, we all continue to talk about how bad attendance was this year. We talked about how bad, um, you know, how sparse the crowds looked. Check this out. Louisville only had two games this year with more than 10,000 scan tickets. So literally, there were only two games where there was literally more than 10,000 people in the Yum Center for a game this year. Average attendance this year for scan tickets? Can you take a guess?
1: Uh, 6,500.
0: You're very close. 6,200 was the average attendance for scan tickets. That is insane. For a place to host twenty two thousand and average ticket, uh, a- average attendance of around seventeen thousand sixteen five, that is unbelievable. So when you talk about the uh, financial issues, uh, you know David talked about it earlier. Man, like that, that I the ec- just thinking about the economic impact of that. And seeing those raw numbers, when Louisville comes back and reports their, you know, end of uh end of season earnings, it's gonna be ugly. I don't want to be in that meeting. <laughs>
1: I mean, but it's, it's not too much you can do. I mean, Kenny's doing all he can. Kenny did what we wanted him to do this off season, which was bringing top line talent.
0: You got to get yeah, got to, to gotta create your own energy.
1: Yeah, and and he's done that. So I I believe next year you're gonna see a lot of fans there. They're gonna be excited to see guys like Sky Clark and Evans and those guys take the court and see what, you know, this five star talent looks like after a whole summer of, you know, being in the Cardinal program, being in the strength and conditioning program, uh, you know, kind of picking up Kenny's offense and defensive schemes. And I think I think, you know, energy's gonna be really high. And I think everybody's gonna be excited for the first couple of games and we'll just have to see what happens after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that, that's going to, you know, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see what what happens but man, I mean that just to see those numbers out there laid out. Uh <laughs> was a little interesting, a little interesting. But uh, but I tell you what, man, uh, uh, you know, we, we do. I, I've been promising I was going to get to these text messages, so I do definitely want to get to them. Uh, texter says 502-414-1450, uh, Thornton's text line. It says, good morning, wake up 502, main event, our culture. He says, uh, what did the Texas players say to Haley Van <laughs> Uh From the, the all accounts per and uh, in all intensive purposes, it was something along the lines of you call me a uh, witch, Again, except they didn't say witch. You call me a witch again and I'm going to beat your tail, (laughs) basically, was the... Well, that that was what was said, you know. But, but you know, of course, in the heat of battle, there's a lot of smack talk going on. That was more just frustration over the fact that you just got your butt handed to you at home. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> on, on on national television. So you know, it happens. Like like Haley said, you know what? There's so much smack talk going on in the men's game all the time, and nothing ever gets said about it. But you see the ladies get into it now. Everybody wants to make a big story out of it. So I agree, it's much ado about nothing. Uh, you know that that you. Young lady is Sanya Morris is sitting at home with the rest of the Texas Longhorns, mad because Louisville's in the Elite Eight. So just let them sit where they are. She's mad they got she got busted while she was at DePaul by Louisville, got busted while she's at Texas by Louisville. She probably just hates Louisville. Try to get
1: busted.
0: Yeah, this just just ran just ran off the court and then she'll be all right. Uh text also says, um, I know you all like uh, JJ trainer, Brent Huntley Hatfield and Mike James, but if KP is bringing in five-star dudes and hitting up the transfer portal, um, it says, where's the playing time going to be for them? My opinion, they need to go. I doubt they'll leave, but they got to go. I mean, Mike James is going to play, uh, you know, even with these freshmen coming in. That's one of the things I've, I've said. The one thing that I'm worried about, and, you know, Trenton Flowers has been a very uh, – he's a very confident young man. Uh, and he, of course, was the young man who made the commitment to Louisville last uh, Friday, um, a week from this past Friday. Um, and, of course, being a, f- a five-star kid, there's a lot of hype around him. But the one thing that I've said about him, I hope people keep things in perspective. Trenton Flowers is a, is a you know borderline top 20. He's a guy who is rated around the same spot, actually probably a little bit lower than Wayne Blackshear was coming out. And I say all that to say Wayne Blackshear came in with a ton of hype on himself. Um, and we saw how Wayne Blackshear took him a while to, to get there. And, and with Trenton Flowers reclassifying, first of all, kids that reclassify and move up a year, classically have taken a a little while to get it together. We saw Brandon Huntley Hatfield struggled mightily at Texas, or excuse me, at Tennessee um, in his freshman year. Uh, Amani Bates, who was the number one consensus overall player in the class reclassified. He struggled mightily with Memphis. Um, I I hope that people aren't expecting Trenton Flowers to come in and be Superman immediately. You know, like uh, he has a lot of confidence. He has a lot of belief in himself um, you know, he's he's got good size at six, eight, six, nine. He says he can play on the, at the two guard spot. I don't know about that. You know, like the one thing I've learned, Haven, is you your position is determined by the position you can guard, not the position you're able to play offensively, because if you can't guard your position, you can't play that position because you can't give up more points than you score. So, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that Trenton is so uh, bullish on himself. Uh, he was interviewed by Louisville Sports Live and said that he expects to play the two when he gets to Louisville. We'll see. Okay, I hope you can. But can you guard the two? Can you stay in front of an ACC-level shooting guard?
1: Well, like, so, once again, like, here's the thing. One, we still need to get more guards in for, for next year. Like we still need what, like two or three more guards at least. Yeah. To come in, especially when it place L. But I think there may be a lot of undue pressure on the transfers and guys we have coming in next year. Because we do expect a lot of these guys to be Superman, right? We do. Expect yeah, I mean, Evans the, the, Dennis
0: Evans able. was a, is a kid that was rated in the top forty, like number yeah. thirty seven, number 38. Yeah, so
1: Dennis Evans, like, we expect him to play like New Orleans Noel when he got to Kentucky, <laughs> yeah, right? And literally just erase everybody shot in the paint.
0: Yeah, Trent Flowers, he's supposed to be Kevin Durant <laughs> off the off the jump. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean,
1: but but thing is though, but like, but like, like the like texter said, you know, like, if you don't have a Mike James coming back, if you don't have J J. Trainer then, like, these guys then have to come in and immediately yeah. learn the system and immediately
0: ball out of control. I mean, Scott Clark was averaging, like, seven points and, and three assists for Illinois. You know, like, yeah. like let's keep it in perspective for what these guys. Dennis Evans is a guy that was rated, at, you know, barely inside the top 40. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, uh, you have Scott, uh, not Scott Clark, uh, you have Trenton Flowers. Once he reclassified, he's rated... Number thirty-two, thirty-five in the class. You know, it's not like the kid is a top-five player. It's not; he's not expected to come in and be. You know, he, I mean, he's rated about where Kamari Lands was,
1: honestly. <laughs> no, but but even as a top-five player, you know, even like when you come in, oh yeah, still, there's still that adjustment because Brandon Hurley
0: Hatfield was a top number three overall.
1: And yeah, he's he's
0: at Tennessee. He was averaging like five points and two boards,
1: and doing about the same here with us. Yeah.
0: So I mean I just I, I the the one thing I, that I, I you know because I've heard man you're getting all these five star players, you know, Louisville, it better be not only should they be in the tournament, they should be a top four seed. Like I've heard that. No. Like <laughs>
1: I mean, it's, it's gonna take time. And like and guys like JJ Trainer and Mike James, like those are guys you want to come back because one, you need some continuity. You know, you need some guys that Know the system, have been in the system for a while they can kind of teach the younger players like what's going on, yes, and you need the depth, more importantly, you just need the depth, you just need guys that's been here to know what to expect that's played in in a c c before. You know, that's played in Cameron Indoor Stadium all these other places. Well, that, that's why the, inter- the transfers,
0: we've talked about it. The transfers are so important. When you talk about Davion McKnight, former Mr. Kentucky basketball, has been a baller at Western Kentucky for years. Like, that's why it's so huge that Louisville reached out to him. They need to find a way to get that kid. Uh, it was announced that Joe Girard, uh, you know, the the uh, scoring, you know, super scoring guard from Syracuse has put his name in the draft. guy like that. Proven in the ACC, knockdown shooter. That's the type of dude. I mean, he put up 27 on Louisville when Louisville played him earlier this year. You know, uh, Davion put up 25 on Louisville earlier this year. Those are the guys that you need to be worried about. It's not about the freshman. I mean, can Dennis Evans bring some, uh, you know, bring a presence down low, shot blocking and rebounding? But can he score? I'm sure. But offensively, is he ready? I, I, I doubt it. You know, like, Louisville is – what's going to win Louisville games this year has much more to do with the transfer portal than it does the freshman class. Caleb Glenn is going to be a nice hustle man type big guy. You know, I expect he can maybe give you six points and six rebounds as a freshman. You know, I, I think he can do that because of his motor, his physical stature. Um, if he gets the minutes, I think that he'll be able to be productive. But what's going to carry these guys, especially if L. Ellis doesn't come back? Like people don't understand. L. Ellis was half man, half amazing all year. Like being able to average 20 points per game and do what he did when every team knows you're the only threat. You know how hard that is to do? To be that good, to be able to still go out and get 20 points a night when everybody knows you're the only option? Like, L- Ellis was none short of outstanding last year. And if he's not back, Louisville's going to have to find somebody who can carry water at that level. Um, so, you know, it, it's the, while these freshmen are going to be a part of the answer, it's still going to be about what you do in the transfer portal. It's still going to be about how you put this roster together, and it's still going to be about what Kenny Payne does on the coaching side. All those things are going to matter. You know, I mean, and, and if if anything has taught you this year in the NCAA tournament, it's that coaching matters. And guards. Fit matters. Guards definitely I mean, matter.
1: I've been saying this for years. College basketball is a guards game. Yes. And if you don't have guards, you're not going to go far. Yes. It, it just says what is what it
0: is. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, back to the, uh, Thorns text line. Texter says in Louisville football news, I'm positive. We're going 10 and two this season. Uh, what, what do you think so far? Jack Plummer, we've seen the Louisville uh, media account throw uh, put in a couple of tweets out of some great passes from Jack. Uh, we know that Plummer was a former uh, part-time starter with Je- uh, Jeff Brown at Purdue. He went to California, had a very good season for a really bad Cal team. Um, all right, what, what what you know are you excited about the the prospects this year like what what what, what are you thinking just so far from the first couple of days of spring practice uh
1: yeah I'm beyond excited to be honest with you uh I'm trying not to'm <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pull myself back in from being like this is going to be a 10-win team <laughs> no, I, I really am I mean I look at the schedule and I'm like
0: so what you're saying is you're so excited and you just can't hide it <laughs> okay
1: that's just <that's>, <laughs> That's even corny for you.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like I, I'm trying not to say that this can be a 10-win team because Jeff, even when he was at Western and even or and even when he was at Purdue, he always had that one clunker. You know, he always had that one mystifying loss. Like, why did you lose these guys? You're like obviously better. So, you know, I'm expecting that. But, yeah, this should, this is going to be a 9-win team. I believe at least.
0: Hey, I, and I just want to let everybody know, a guy that I've been hearing about, just just to, to, to keep your eye on, just in terms of these wide receivers, everybody keeps talking about these wide receivers. First of all, Jermaine Lole, I've heard, has looked very good. He looks very healthy. The transfer from Arizona State from last year. Um, but the name in the wide receiver room, everybody knows about Coleman. Everybody knows about Jamari Thrash. You know, the, the, the two transfers that came in, one from Georgia State, one from uh, Jackson State. Uh, but I uh, got to keep your eye on freshman, William Foles. Comes in listed uh, in his in official roster, Haven Harrington, 6'3", 210 pounds. Huge. Out of Miami. We've been told that the young man is a monster. From what I've heard, he's turning some heads really early. So, just remember that name. Like uh, I like I've heard that a lot of guys are, are turning heads early. Uh the the big pass on the Louisville uh media page, the one that the the the, the deep pass that that Jack Plummer completed. That was actually to uh, another freshman Kateris Hicks. Um that nice over the shoulder grab for a touchdown. I'm telling you Haven Harrington, this Louisville offense has an opportunity to be I mean really I mean, good.
1: I mean the offense is, you know, something with with the <coughs> excuse me, with the Braum coach team, you never worry about. Yeah. I mean, you just, we're going to score points. Yeah. And we're going to look good scoring points, right? That's something I never worried about with the Braum coach team, especially with this type of talent. He's like never coached this much talent.
0: Yeah. Not
1: since he was here the first time.
0: But, I I mean, like, what I'm hearing out of the wide receiver core and then the other group that I'm hearing a lot of besides Jermaine Lola is the defensive line is Tafik Thomas. Tafik Thomas came into Louisville at 6'4", 360 pounds. Guess what he came in in official measurements this year, Haven. Harrington? What's that? Tafik Thomas comes in in official measurements as a sophomore defensive lineman, 6'4", 310 pounds. That young man has lost 50 pounds. You want to talk about strength, size, well now, but well now probably more quickness. <laughs> yes, it's, it's probably a lot quicker now. At three ten, the kid that, that that was carrying. Some said that he was closer to three eighty. He was listed three sixty. Now he's down to three ten with that strength and that size at six four. Man, I like. I'm trying not to get. You like me, right? <laughs> right. I'm <laughs> trying to keep it together. You
1: are probably like nah, nah. You know we made nine wins. Yeah. <laughs> you know nine wins, but
0: wow. All I'm going to say, big number 91, that's Tafik Thomas. Big number 90, that's Jermaine Lole. Okay. We already know, uh, you know, uh, about the rest of the guys uh, on that line that that are returning. Uh, But that's just a couple of names of guys that I've heard that look really good early. And
1: other reasons, like, you try not to get too excited because Braum's a Louisville guy. Yes. So, like, you know, he loves the school. You know, he loves the community. And it's very, very rare that you get a coach. That is a this this a high level offensive or in some cases defensive minded coach that just has love for the school and the city as much as the fans do.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And
1: so it's just like you know, like I said, I'm trying to get too excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it back in.
0: I know it's hard,
1: but, but I mean but it's hard. It, it would not surprise me if if this is a 10 11 team. It, it just wouldn't surprise me because ACC, I, th- I believe, is still going to be down.
0: I, I think the biggest part is when you lose guys like um, Yaya and Yassir, um and, and you just hit that there was a surprise starter uh, with the group uh, that came out on Thursday. Uh, Popeye Williams was out there. He, he's put on about 30 pounds. Uh, he was around 215, 220. Now he's listed as 6'3", 245. You know, like the thing 45. is, like... So like that, that talent...
1: Yeah, I mean, so things like, like, yeah, you know, like, you probably lose a lot. You know, with the Asir and the Yaya, yeah, yeah, you yeah, do, you do lose a lot defensively. When you lost Montgomery, you know, you lost a lot defensively. Yeah, Caleb
0: Banks, uh, who was a key reserve.
1: Yeah, you know, you lose a lot, especially, like, you lose a lot of experience. It's like the number one thing you lose is that experience. Right. But then you look at the offensive side, and it's like, yeah, we could probably make up a little bit of that because we're going to score more points. Right. <laughs> and, like, we're definitely – Going to score more points.
0: Yeah. I mean, with, with, like I said, with Jamari Thrash, Kevin Coleman, uh, Jimmy Callaway, all those former four-star wide receivers now are part of the Louisville passing group. Okay, you bring back a kid like Chris Bell, who flashed a lot at six two two twenty five at the wide receiver. We talk about William Foles. We know that, that you're going to score points, but now I'm I'm hearing a lot of positive things about the defense. Ron English, listening to him talk about the defense, is very very excited about the way this team is going to look hey, Ron, with it's, the four two five. The
1: only thing they made uh, cracked up uh, even kind of palatable for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- you can just tell that everybody is excited about what's going on with Louisville, you know? Like, everybody is is kind of – like, even the coaches are like, yeah, we got a chance to, like, really do something.
1: You, 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 I'm
0: trying to, <laughs> you have the smile. You, I can tell, Haven, that you're excited. I'm trying I, to hold it
1: back. I, I really – I'm trying <laughs> to tap it down like, nah, you know, nine wins, I think would be a good first-year campaign, you know, I, we're probably, you know – but now I'm thinking to myself, the honest, the fan in me is like, God, I wish we played Clemson
0: this year. <laughs>
1: God, why couldn't we play Clemson? I want to be Clemson so bad. I think this will be the year we can right, do
0: it. Right, right. Yeah, why can't we play Clemson this year? I mean, I just look at the schedule. I look at the schedule, and it is so forgiving, and it's so like it sets up so well for Louisville to have all their toughest tests at home. Uh, that you know, you, you you tend to want to just start to dream, right? And, and that's what it seems like everybody's kind of doing. It's just like, <laughs>
1: I'm mean, like, after we leave the woodshed to Georgia Tech in Atlanta for the Chick fil A Chick-fil-A kickoff classic.
0: Oh, the, the, at that point, like, if Luba comes out there and just destroys Georgia Tech, I mean, <laughs> people are going to lose their ever loving minds. minds. I
1: mean, Luba fans are gonna be like, every game's gonna be sold out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially after what happened with the uh, with, with the basketball team, you know, I I think that they're, they're, people are gonna right, they're, they're gonna be starving. Um, so it, it is very very exciting. Make sure you guys get out there, um, and, and be a part of you know Jeff Brown. Like I said, every Saturday practice is going to be open for you to go out there. They are in pads now, so you'll be able to see Jack Plummer go out there. We'll probably get a lot of uh, post game reports um and, and what we're seeing like i said um uh and plus the, the big man johnson uh, uh the the tight end the foreign he got he was an alabama commit 66 250 pounds so many weapons <laughs> like woo! but i, I tell mean,
1: you what you just i mean you just can't help it it's like it's like oh, oh. and they and they moved the spring game back to what always should be the saturday <laughs> before th- i mean yeah the friday the saturday before thunder <laughs> it's like This is what always should have, it never should have moved, but I guess.
0: I know, I appreciate it. You just
1: can't, you just, I mean, you
0: just. Hey, man, calm down. We're out of here. Wake up, 502.